0: Hey, Ramon. Hey, Timea. Let's talk gender equality.
1: I love the idea. Give me a second. I just got to grab my coffee. I hope you've got yours, too.
0: Yeah, right here.
1: Okay. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Gender Equality Over Coffee. Um, I'm joined by Timea, Hi. as always. And our special guest today is the very... Susanne. Lib Le-
2: Lib? How do yeah. I got it right on the first time? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for
0: having
1: me. We are so-, so excited to have you on. Sorry, Timmy I cut you off. I'm very excited.
0: <laughs> no worries. Um, as we just talked before, we are still learning how to yeah, make space here. <laughs> So, um, Susanne, I've invited you over today. We've been actually working together for quite some time now. Um, I mean, mostly between our entities, Women Techmakers Vienna and uh, Teu Career Center. But today I want to uh, give the opportunity to our community to get to know the people that drives the partnership and creates the great events on the Teal Career uh, Center side. So I invite you to tell us a little bit about yourself. If you have um, pronouns, preferred name, uh, what are your pronouns? A bit of, you know, three things, random things about you.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. I think that's a great idea. I think you're doing really great. I just mentioned that already. And um, yeah, I've been joining ever since to cooperate with you, Timea, and with the women tech makers. My name is Susanne, and yeah, there have been different nicknames floating around, but actually, I prefer Susanne, to be honest. I mean, yeah, let's say within our family, nicknaming is very popular. So, one popular nickname I have at the moment is Sai Sani. <laughs> because when my daughter started to learn English, she just took the German words and tried to pronounce them in an English way. So now it's Saiseni within our family. So cute. But yeah, (laughs) I actually prefer Susanne like when we speak.
0: Okay. Mm. I promise I will not write emails to you with your nickname from now on. It's okay. You can use Saiseni, but but for example, like (laughs) Susie, the very common thing I used to have
2: like in my early years. I don't like that. much. yeah. We'll speak, I guess, about all I do work wise job-wise later on. So three random things about me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, one thing I am thinking of is like you're we speaking, I think quite a lot about sharing these days, like car sharing for sustainability reasons and stuff like that. So we do have a talk that we share with our neighbors.
0: Oh, um, tell, yeah. us <laughs> tell us more.
2: Tell us more. So yeah, like I think almost every... Child, our daughter as well started the conversation like two years ago. Like, I want to have a pet, please, please. please. I want to have a dog. I want to have a pet, and we always tried to cut up the discussion by saying, "Well, you know that we both work. We cannot take care of a dog. That would not be fair." And then, just by coincidence, we started a conversation with our neighbors, and she was like, "I always wanted to have a dog, and I'm always at home during the day because I'm a musician." And we were like, "Okay." Well, then let's think about the idea. Hmm. Um, We started going to animal shelter, speaking with the experts there. And they said, yeah, I mean, why not? If it's the right dog, that might be a good idea. So yeah, like two years ago, we started to have a dog that we, I think equally share like 50, 50% and it works out perfectly well. I can only recommend this concept to everybody.
1: I have so many questions if i may ask (laughs) first uh i'd love to know the dog's name if i may
2: oh yeah you may. it's livy and the long version is livica because she's croatian yeah so (laughs) oh no Yeah.
1: how thank you how how does it work that the dog does that that livy doesn't somehow like trick you into uh, trick you or your neighbors into feeding them multiple times
2: Oh, she would if she can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Whenever she could, she will do that. But um, I mean, we have the advantage advantage that we can (laughs) communicate very well. So yeah, knowing her, um, we have a very good distribution of all our beauties. And I think, I mean, it will depend on the dog, I guess. But she was a dog picked up on the street. So she's pretty flexible and just very happy having people taking care of her. So yeah, it's really worked out perfectly well from the very first moment. Amazing. I say that. Mm-hmm.
0: This is really nice. And I think Ramon and I have a personal uh, reason why we ask you more about it, because we are both uh, dog lovers. I also okay, recently I got, see. well, a year ago, I got my first dog. So <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, and we never regret it, especially for our daughter as well. And especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic situation, Yes. This dog gives her so much stability, so much support. Um, yeah, for us, it was just um, a great idea doing it. And I'm not thinking too much about it. I'm just trying. it.
0: I'm super excited that it works. Maybe you can inspire other people to take in uh, dogs, especially in this pandemic time. Yeah, I think
2: so. I mean, of course, there are things to take into account and it will not work with every dog. But mm-hmm. the way it works for us, it just has advantages. Like, for example, our dog is n- almost never alone. Yeah, she's almost all the t- time with someone. So mm-hmm. so there is several advantages to it. I mean, you will see when we continue speaking that I'm a great fan of sharing because I especially, or additionally, I'm a fan of shop sharing as well. As well. Oh. so um, idea especially for part-time solutions. But, yeah, we'll... Can't speak let's
0: it, let's jump into it. Uh, okay,
2: go let's ahead. Let's jump into it. Okay.
1: No a great segue.
2: Speaking about sharing, yeah. So when I did a um, uh, master a couple of years ago on a different one, I was thinking about... So what's... It's specifically the topic that I'm interested, right? Because mm-hmm. I wanted to take a topic that uh, affects me personally. So I'm a woman. I'm a woman in part-time. I really chose or took this decision consciously, I wanted to work in part-time, but of course anyhow I want to have a career or a job with responsibility and what happens with part-time, we all know that um, part-time positions often don't offer the responsibility or the same career opportunities like they do in full-time, because of course full-time often includes all hours. we all know that. Um, so the idea was born that I wanted to um, have a closer look at this concept job sharing and I did my thesis um, about job sharing in management positions so what I did was I was doing interviews with two groups the first group were HR managers that didn't have the concept within their company asking them for the reason they don't have it um, what their ideas or prejudices might be about it. And then interviewing persons that were in or are in management positions living the job-sharing model.
0: May I interrupt? Mm. The interview partners, were they in Austria? Mm-hmm. With Austria? Yeah, were, okay.
2: yeah. And it was okay. not too easy to find um, free job-sharing um, packages <laughs> in the beginning because it's not that promoted. Um, that much in media but then yeah i was lucky to find some really interesting um women in this case it was uh, were only women doing the job sharing model and i was pretty excited by the results and by what they told me uh, it seems to be a very very successful model if if it fits within the corporate culture and if it is wanted by the management board by the decision making decision that's like one decisive success factor one could say that you need to have the management board on board that really wants to live different models to really uh, make that possible or accessible within your company
1: sorry uh just just uh, just so we can get a, a do you do you have maybe a like a definition of of job sharing that we could share with our listeners so that they could catch up? Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, there were different definitions, but let's say um, it's a concept where you, as let's say, for example, two persons hold the responsibility for one department, but then the most common uh, model is to um, divide the different parts of the department uh, into the two persons, for example, and mostly it's two persons. And mostly time-wise, they divide themselves, for example, um, to a Monday to Wednesday model and a Wednesday to Friday model, where they have one common day, uh, one day together in the office, and the other days are separated. Uh, There's other models that uh, are possible, but that's like the most common one um, that is being lived out there, yeah.
1: It is amazing that we're talking about this because I actually i actually myself uh, since January started my first ever job share. For, oh, there you go. Yeah, for for Code C, uh an American startup where myself and my colleague Jessica, we share the role—we we job share the role of developer relations.
2: Mm-hmm. So, how so, does it work?
1: Well, uh, we've been we've been moving it around here and there. Um, Trying out different things, seeing what works. What you mentioned about having, um, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and and uh, Wednesday to Friday with the shared Wednesday has been work uh, is what we did at first. Having two and a half days, two and a half work days per week for each of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once we realized that we needed more more time on hand, we switched to have uh, four days a week. Mm-hmm. So Monday, Monday to Thursday, five hours a day adding up to to a half work week and it's been working really well. Uh I I have to say I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of it's really interesting because we what we can do is sort of share not only share tasks uh, but also learn from each other. Um Jessica comes Jessica has a lot of strategy and and outreach experience that that she shares with me and I have more technical experience that I share with her and and, and of course vice versa, I can share parts of, of my knowledge in outreach, and I can share, she shares parts of her knowledge in tech, and yeah. we sort of complement each other in that sense, and it it's extraordinary, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having worked freelance my entire life, having this option has been really liberating, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm it's sorry. so great
2: to hear, no, 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 I'm so excited to hear that there's other um, constellations out there, that's really great to hear that work, I mean, it shouldn't be like, I think the concept for everyone to do that, but it's one possibility to deal with the nowadays working situation and it just, if you want to do it and if you're flexible enough and if you have the management board in the background, I think it's a wonderful model. As you just said, you have this coaching constellation, right? That you can coach each other constantly. Um, You have the situation that actually one plus one is not two, it's more than two because like... I remember I spoke with the um, Managing Directors of IKEA uh, in Linz. So they said, like, for example, the the one um, of the two, she was more into the restaurant management stuff and the other one was more into the whatever, interior design or human resources stuff. And they said, see, and with having two persons taking care of the whole management, you have to grip every um, topic within our position, not only a couple of um, topics, because usually you're not interested or specialized in everything. Like you just said, you're more the technical guy and she's more the strategy uh, partner, right? As I, I understood that. So I think it's, uh, it's a great um, great possibility to deal with yeah some
0: job situations, I would say.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think this is a very good... Um, hint, maybe towards words of uh, your profession, actually, what you um, ended up doing at, uh, after the thesis, right?
2: Yeah, right. I mean, I've had now more than, I think, 15 years of experience in HR. Like, I've always been in HR settings where I was able to develop and set up HR processes and manage them. But then, doing this master's, um, I did this professional training in coaching. And that's what led me to um, coming to the career center, right? To work okay. as a career coach. Yeah. So,
0: true. Because like now, these- first and foremost, you're a career coach for uh, the people that come to the center. But exactly. you also work um, with companies. Basically, probably if I understood correctly, kind of um, complementing their HR processes and helping them uh, develop them.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, one could say that like that, like the EU Career Center is like um, the connecting part between the students and the job Mm -hmm. market. So having or facing the student side, we are like coaching them, offering trainings, offering job prayers, offering different kind of events and then when it comes to speaking to the companies we are asking them so you are interested in graduates from STEM fields of studies Uh, what's your employer branding strategy what's your talent management strategy and how can we come together we have all these kinds of possibilities Mm -hmm. Uh, which one works best with your internal strategy and then we have those for example the classic job fair where we have companies taking part and inviting students to meet with companies with uh, or at the job there. That's like describes it um, very briefly what we do, right?
0: I would like to go into, um, I think the project that you got started last year, year, uh, Voice of Diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is maybe also very interesting to our listeners so how come it came to the topic of diversity um and what are the uh, projects that you offer mm-hmm.
2: see i mean we have like our basic events like the chopper because we know that's what companies want to do and we know that's a good offer for students to orientate themselves for future employers but then additionally we always See ourselves being responsible to put topics on display that are relevant for like society in a working context. And when speaking about diversity, I mean, look at all the web pages out there. Um, every single company will somehow has diversity implement- implemented within their strategy, right? So they all say it's very important for them to encourage women, people from different. Um, uh, nationalities and whatsoever um, is relevant within diversity. But then speaking to the students, um, we very often heard like, you know, I'm a woman and I just applied for this civil engineering job. And I knew const- or immediately within the interview that they will reject me just because I'm a woman. Of course, they didn't say that, but I felt it. Or someone else said, like, I knew that or, for example, um, Me and my colleagues went to the chopper, we approached company X, Y, Z and they constantly spoke to my colleague who was obviously European and me obviously by the outlook being, I don't know, from some Arabic country, they didn't really talk to me. So there's a gap between what companies would like to represent um, and offer and what student experience. So we thought it would be a really great idea to take these very often unconscious bias as a topic and put them in this event format. And I think I really love the idea because, I mean, speaking about biases, there's like conscious prejudices. Okay, we can work on them. Because, of course, companies know there's prejudices. They can have trainings to um, raise awareness um, and everything. But then there's unconscious bias. And that happens to all of us. And of course, that happens in recruiting as well, that we um, perceive these um, different kind of information, like gender, name, nationality, religion, he she looks like me or is similar to me or is the opposite. Um, There's this halo effect. There are so many biases out there, and they mostly run unconsciously. So recruiting decisions are very often made upon these unconscious biases. And what we now did is we um, developed this project where we have a recruiting event and we have it supported together with the uh, Institute of Technology and Science at the EU. So they really do the research and the scientific work. And what came out is a recruiting event where in the first step, um you only speak with the companies without giving your name, without the company knowing your gender, your nationality, so nothing. Just the facts, right? Your field of study, your experience. That's it. That's what companies know from you. By now it's like uh, some kind of chat. So company representatives and students get to know each other through a chat function. And then, Is this then...
0: sorry, I need to um, you moved into chat because of the COVID situation and moving online?
2: No, because I think that was because that was the most objective way of doing it because oh. we were thinking of having like some curtain between us, having the voice um, made not recognizable anymore. But then we ended up it working together with um, uh, just research support end up doing the chat as being the most or the best solution for us because yeah. of very voices, interesting,
0: right? yeah very and
2: interesting yeah i mean what happened through the first event was for example that one uh, recruited and said well through the first phase of the chat recruiting um, he was very sure that this for example would be a man and then when getting to know each other he was like really surprised seeing a woman and that was a big aha uh-huh effect for him, of course. Um, and that does something with us. Yeah? Um, and I think that's well, the, important, the important work that we have to do, like to put these things on display, because very often we don't want to um, be discriminating, but we just are unconsciously. So that's one important um, thing to do. And we're actually repeating this event very soon. So if there's any students out there being interested, um, I think this time it's especially for computer science students. I'm not quite sure, but I think it is. So if there's any students out there being interested in doing this experiment, um, I think the easiest way would be to go on our webpage, tucareer.com for the further details there's a deadline for registration i think next week yes so, yeah have a look and if you're interested go for the experiment i think um, it's a good experiment uh, experience we but are
0: gonna make sure to put all the links in the show notes i think that's, that's what I someone guess. wants to say uh, <laughs> and also um this well uh week <laughs> when we we will air this uh, podcast uh, in a few days uh, but by then, we will uh, already have promoted the event on our channels. Oh, great. So, and um, I think, indeed, what I understood, the audience is mostly for um, tech, uh, the tech industry. So if there are any people, actually tell us, is it only for students or is it uh, also other young professionals? Uh, or?
2: I mean, yeah, why not? I'm not quite sure. I'm not uh, in the lead of this project. But thinking of it, yeah, why not? Yeah, it might okay, be so. that. In, I'm I'm saying I'm not quite sure because I didn't have the conversation or the briefings with the companies, so I don't know what their expectations are. But I'd say they should go for it. Yeah. In the
0: target message, it says uh, students at uh, TU, but I'm. <laughs> um, if there is somebody looking for an IT job and really, really need some help, I think they can contact you anyway.
2: They can contact us anyway, yeah. That's what um, our mission is, right? To Or to support young people uh, entering the job market to get orientation for their career planning. Um, that's what we do and that's what we really like to do. And that's what we can do. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: That's amazing. Thank you so much for promoting this um one question that i have on behalf of our listeners is as a do i need to is this a german-only speaking event or is it also in english
2: um this event is in english as well cool but that's a good question because i know that um for example organizing other events like workshops um we are very often facing this kind of problem yeah so diversity sometimes ends here yeah that um, having companies taking part in some events when the representatives come to these events they're like being surprised also we brief them that they have to maybe switch to English from time to time so that's the first obstacle yeah when speaking about diversity very often
1: absolutely yeah absolutely and I think I think you know this is this is something that we're seeing a lot in in uh, in, in areas that are trying to uh, increase inclusivity by doing things like like you said this double blind approach of like having just a chat box. I think that's fantastic. One thing that th- this reminds me of things of steps that other institutions are trying to enact. For example, conferences like software conferences. What they'll do is and we we. I think we've done this a, a few times at women tech makers as well, is to remove all identifiable data from, from a speaker. So all we get is the title of the talk, the description of the talk, and then we vote on which ones we like according to that. And I think this 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 helps, like you say, not completely remove because it's impossible to remove these unconscious biases, but to mitigate them. Yeah,
2: and to make them conscious. And to yeah. be able to reflect upon them, because totally. if you don't know that you're um, having them, and then you, that you make decisions upon them, um, you cannot change anything. But if you realize that you just had some kind of unconscious bias, you can adapt yeah, and reflect upon it. I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that happens to me as well. Like, I don't know, um, I didn't used to be like the biggest fan of gendering language, yeah? like having um, all the differentiations between female and male pronunciation. But then when I realized when speaking of, I don't know, some certain professions, like I was speaking about whatever, politician And in my mind, I realized I was only thinking about male politisten. And that's the point when I started to really use uh, differentiated language because it does something to you. And for example, here comes the thing with my daughter. I realized at a very very early age that she always, when we like were having a conversation, for example, and we were speaking about let's say Feuerwehrmann, and she was like automatically saying oder Feuerwehrfrau, and I was like, yeah, that's good. She, I mean, I don't know. It will be interesting to see if this changes during time or if that's something that is already coming natural in this new generation. I don't know. It will be um, interesting to see and to follow this development.
1: Absolutely. Uh, just to just to make sure that I got this in English as well. German's not my, my first language, I'll admit. Um, so what you were saying was talking about a fireman and you were saying, and, and your daughter was following up with you and fire or firewoman, is that yeah, correct?
0: Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah.
1: No, 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 no problem. Just making mm-hmm. sure I, just making mm-hmm. sure I capture that mm-hmm. and that's that's something we're seeing a lot of recently and and in fact Timé and I have a bit of a book club going on with this um with this podcast we're mm-hmm. reading the book Invisible Women by Carolyn Criado Perez mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and there a lot of these a lot of these data points are being brought up about how much better for example on job ads if you put uh, a stock photo uh say for a scientist like look for, say you're still looking for a scientist and you put up a uh a a. a, a, a a picture of a man on the job mm-hmm. on the job ad then your number of, uh, of, of of people who identify as women applying comes way down mm-hmm. and conversely if you put if you put a picture of a woman then it goes it almost 10 times is itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's and and these are and these like you said are these un- unconscious biases that i think by having these conversations by by exposing our children to for example having your your your, your daughter already be questioning these things and being exposed to us also mm-hmm. reflects back back on us even though we try exactly. to be as inclusive as possible all these things that we learned as children and and you know reflected in our language like you said the fact that the fact that you know when you when you when you when you think of like these subtle changes like police officer from policeman, Mm -hmm. they make a difference.
2: Of course. Yeah. But yeah, as you just said, it depends on your own socialization as well, because that's the moments when you realize, ah, also, I really try to be um, really reflective about upon it. Very often I'm not. Yeah. So it's a really long process. Um, coming along
1: with this. Yeah. And I think I, 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 I yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think the best thing we can do as people is when confronted by our own follies and our thinking, do we double down and say, no, uh, I'm just, this is the way I learned it. I'm going to keep it this way. Or mm-hmm. do we reflect and say, huh, I've been wrong. I'm going to mm-hmm. move forward from this line of thinking and try to be more inclusive. And this is why, for example, doing this podcast has been so 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 enlightening for Time and myself, because we've been confronted with concepts that we're not familiar with that, as we've mentioned in, diff- in past episodes, make us uncomfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. we just acknowledge that discomfort. Fighting it is not something we can do. But by acknowledging it and reflecting on it, that's how we learn and we grow as human beings. Uh,
2: yeah, I think- and that's such a much... Excuse me. Um, That's such a much better concept than always being in the fighting modes, right? Like that's my position and I'm against, I'm in favor of, but acknowledging that there's differences, acknowledging that we might have made mistakes in the past and then to reflect upon it. That's the way to go for changes. Sorry, Delia. Yes, um,
0: no, no problem. Uh, I, I was recalling that yesterday evening I was in a meetup the monthly meetup from FEMCHAT and this is a group of uh, engaged uh, uh, great people uh, over at VU that also invite to different uh, conversations from a research perspective on different topics and it just happened that last night um, the conversation about was about inclusive language mm-hmm. um, and um, there were two different points of views presented um, and yeah, I, I had to realize that there are still people that out there um, don't really, I, well, I don't, they don't agree, basically, with Binnen E, with star with Doppelpunkt writing um, <laughs> to try to, to add somehow gender discussions to the words we use in, in German, because, well, that's the German language, or, or people this was a quote from the presentation that was like is this even still German as a language is still is it still correct you know um, so people that really have really down to earth concerns also when it comes to these points and then also there was a point about the fact that some uh, for example women don't want to be um, highlighted actually mm-hmm. that I'm a female CEO no I'm a CEO please don't make me fempreneur and uh, I don't know what other femme whatever kind of words in front so there's in the society a sort of like a movement up and down that goes with this f- fight against it somehow I found it very interesting to put um, a bigger perspective on what's going on um, so every individual basically kind of the, has their own opinion um, and I think I'm gonna throw mine in the pot <laughs> Uh, And, and I think it has to do for me a lot with the unconscious bias, Um, because if we don't use the star or the doppelpunkt, the uh, semicolon um, to, in in our writing, or we don't stop to say police woman, uh, because of our unconscious bias, it can be that in a few days, weeks, year, month, we discriminate automatically and we don't even realize right this is actually why what it is about
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay so we, we are at least on yeah, the no, same we're page are,
2: we're on the same page with that i mean um i can understand both parties yeah i see the disadvantages with um being that sensitive about language and the layout obstacles it brings along for example uh, but yeah, I think it's about the discussion. You can have different opinions, but having a discussion, you put topics on display once again. And then you can um, push things forward. Yeah, And as long I understand a female CEO that doesn't want to be promoted as female CEO, I fully understand that she's a CEO because she's got all the experience and competence. I completely understand, but I think <clears throat> we're in the process. And as long as we are not, as many women in decision-making positions, having the power as much as men do, this is just a vehicle or a means of pointing out to this problem, to this situation. And having like an equal 50-50 situation, I think there shouldn't be any female or male um, CEO pointing out anymore at least, yeah. Because it's about, being authentic and individual person having the individual competences for this position that you are um, having
1: yeah. i am reminded in our conversation of this line of t-shirts that i that was really that was really trendy in the in the conference scene software conference scene before uh, before we had to stay home for a little while uh, and Where that is that? <laughs> <laughs> in the before time um okay. I'm reminded of a t-shirt line that I really liked, which was um, uh, a fitted and cut line of t-shirts, right? That say the, the fitted one said programmer and, and the, what, what was the other one called? The fitted and straight cut of t-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the straight one said uh, male programmer.
2: Super, so yeah.
1: And, and just, just, just to sort of like challenge this this internal bias we have of when we think of software engineers and female software engineers, as you said. And I think mm-hmm. I think having this pushback is going to I think I think having this, as Timea called it, an up and down, an ebb and flow of how language evolves. And I think I think the thing that people don't realize is that language does evolve. Twenty years ago, the concept of Googling something didn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. I forget how old I am. But yeah. You know, no, a long did, time ago, did,
2: but yeah, like...
1: a bit further back
2: yeah. in my head,
1: ten years ago, it's still 1990. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, and and, and, and and language does evolve, and and like this this ebb and flow, this pushback. Like I think it was two, one or two years ago that the that the Academy of French Language was considering eliminating gender, gendered uh, language from from and uh, from, from the language itself, and that didn't pan out. But I think the fact that this conversation was had does have to say something for where things could head. And I think being receptive, being open, ha- like like we're having here, an open discussion about what we think is is works for us, doesn't work for us, is the only way to make it work. And the solution we come up with today is probably not gonna be the best solution in five or seven or 10 years. I think we absolutely, yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, and I think it's not about finding the solution, it's about having accessibility for everyone, and that's the point, right? Um, I'm so not in favor of women being like la 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 and men being like la la la. It's like everyone should be able or allowed to be authentic and be him or herself, but. We always tend to speak about um, women should be like this. How can we uh, offer women more possibilities to not work as much part-time as they do now? How can we do it? No, a woman should be able to decide whether she wants to work part-time, whether she doesn't want to work at all because now she's having children and wants to be with them, or if she wants to return to full-time position after one week after giving birth. But she should have all the possibilities to decide and we don't have these possibilities right? and that's that's a problem there's so many possibilities out there so many like might be job sharing might be something else um i think that's the main challenges that we are that we are facing now in what is working well
0: still i completely agree it's about having the option <laughs> that right. needs to happen and then we see the, you know, how does the result look like double yeah, whatever yeah, whatever how you define
2: yourself um, that's up to you, but as long as we don't have this equivalent situation, I think we will always need to discuss, need to fight, need to position ourselves need to um, be in conversations like this if we had like a 50-50 at least situation I think all these problems would be solved by themselves that's my ideal idea um, of thinking of it like
1: this yeah yeah one one thing I see a lot uh, going around is is this concept not of, of not so much having a high priority on equality but rather on equity while equality is still on 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 the horizon and I think that's something to bear in mind that giving folks the opportunity to be authentic have an authentic life that works for them is going to be the challenge moving forward that we need to address.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I realize that I, I I could I could talk about this stuff all day, but I also want to give you an opportunity to also platform your your other projects you're working on, Susanne. Um, at the Teu Career Center, what what other um, what other projects and, and events are you working on?
2: Yeah, I'd love to share that. I mean, um, being a student graduate or just coming from like the STEM field, um, if you think of your career orientation or your planning, your uh, entering the job market or changing a job, um, uh, all these topics uh, around career and job planning services, think of us. um, We're offering all kinds of counseling and coaching training settings um, that you can think of and we're all coming as all that we are working in counseling, we are all coming from HR background, so we know what we are talking about. Maybe that's important to know as well. And besides those counseling and training possibilities, we do offer a lot of events throughout the year. So, I mean, follow us on Facebook or wherever um, instagram i don't know where we are <laughs> online at which channel but or just go to to and see uh, which events are coming up and just don't hesitate to contact us because if we cannot help we can't help but usually if you have some questions um, regarding job and career planning we can help very well and we like to assist or support young people finding their way into their ideal career
0: I want to ask you one point um, about maybe related, not related to project events. Mm -hmm. Since you finished your master thesis on job sharing, do you see a change in the industry on picking this up more? Is there any change towards it or away from it?
2: No, I partially see a change. And I think that has very much to do with the so-called war of talents out there, right? I mean, companies, if they don't have to, if they always have enough applications coming in, they choose the easiest way because that's how a system works. Yeah, it always chooses the easiest way to structure and organize uh, itself. But seeing that there is not enough applications coming in, that there is, especially in STEM, right? Um, People are so much wanted from that field. So uh, companies really need to adapt. And of course, I mean, recruiters or people in HR or single persons within the companies always wanted to adapt and wanted to offer different working models um, because, of course, they knew the woman that then went for maternity leave and wanted to come back and just couldn't into her former position because that would have asked for full-time plus extra hours. So there are single persons that always wanted to support and encourage these kinds of models but now the company itself is really forced to adapt because if they don't do so they won't find um, the applicants they need so i think there will be change and there is change but yeah it's still challenging even if a company has a real great diversity strategy implemented when you speak to the recruit, then then he or she says like well you know yeah that all sounds very good with diversity but i know that i cannot place a team member within this team that only speaks english it will not work or i know that placing a woman within this team it will not work it's still a lot of challenges (laughs) realistic but there's things changing as well i think so yeah quite a lot especially with all the young people entering the job market that are I think more self confident, knowing much better what they want and what they don't want, that mm-hmm. drives things as well. So, better outcome.
0: Wow. So thank you for the analysis on that aspect. I'm, I'm looking ahead <laughs> to see what happens further. I know there's a company in Germany that uh, focuses on trying to place um, uh, this shared job job, kind mm-hmm. of people it, that was exciting to see happening now if there is a market for it I, I just don't know especially in austria if it's open yet to this or not um yeah, yeah
2: i mean some of them are and there were even conservative companies that were having installed or that they, they installed this model and like the the common bottom line was like if there was one decision making person in the background that really wanted it that really wanted to enable that model um, it was introduced and it worked if you don't have the management in the background supporting um, a certain strategy or model or whatever it will never work out
0: i think this is in general with most topics especially in diversity and inclusion
2: (laughs) absolutely
0: um, thank you for your thoughts on the topics um, I'm I have a personal interest uh, on these matters also because of uh, what I'm you know doing in the startup mm-hmm, um, let's know. get back to our podcast I suppose <laughs> um, which um, we've been at it for a while now so uh, we always like like to ask towards uh, the end of the um, recording if you have any favorite um, i don't know resources in some way book person that you follow events podcast anything if you would like to give a shout out to anything that anyone who inspires you um Mm -hmm. on your Mm -hmm. path
2: i've been thinking about it i mean i think there is many out there but i think it always depends in which um kind of niche you are at the moment i mean there's like um networks for women generally but then of course there's networks for women young women for example entering the job market like for us we are in a lot of hr communities yeah or me personally i'm listening to a lot of coaching podcasts just because i like to so i don't know if there's one specific um one i mean like podcasts like you do are really great i would say um then what I realized um, throughout the last year, there's a lot of coaching offers online at the moment that are for free. So there's so many interesting trainings and workshops for women um, doing their career planning for people wanting to start uh, their own business. There's so many um, possibilities out there that's something that I really enjoy and that I would really recommend to do some research and then, yeah, just be in the network that suits you best for your life phase. And that might change throughout the time, I would say.
1: That's wonderful. Uh, do you have any names of, uh, of, of podcasts or, or communities that, that you'd like to name drop here and we can share with our get uh, with our listeners or maybe share them later and we can put them in the show notes.
2: Yeah, let me have a look at my Spotify podcast list and I'll share with you later on because Sounds I'm like switching type between all coaching podcasts that I'm listening to and I'll make sure that I get some that I would really recommend. I don't Sounds know fascinating. Thank you. But yeah, maybe, wait, I got find it. Yeah, it's here. That's something if you ever plan to um, maybe thinking of a new career because... Um, I think having a wonderful or good career is more than knowing what your technical interest in. That's a book that I can really recommend. That's, it's Working Identity. I'll By send you the Maria
1: link. Ibar.
2: Yeah, That's a really nice book because it describes very well the process of how you can reinvent your career, how you can self-reflect on your interests, what motivates you and how you can get going. That's something that I really enjoyed
1: reading. For example, that is excellent. Thank you so much. Well, Susanne, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for um, so much. coming on. How? If I if I if I uh, wanted to get in touch with you or get in touch with the two career center, wh- what's the best place for uh, for me to go? Mm.
2: If you want to get in touch with me regarding counseling or coaching, it would be best to write to beratung at tukare- com. If you want to just get in touch with me, you can contact me, for example, by email or by my LinkedIn profile, which you will find very easy.
1: Excellent. Well, again, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. And yeah, Thank
2: you. That's a really nice um, format that you established.
1: Thank We're you. Honor to hear that. Figuring it out as we go.
0: <laughs> yes, learning while doing. The way to do. It.
1: Way Jumping to do it. in
0: the cold water. Um, yes. Have a wonderful rest of the day and uh, keep in touch.
2: Yeah, we certainly will be in touch.
0: <laughs> bye, everybody. Okay.
2: Bye. Thank you. Bye. Are you on the
0: forefront of gender equality? You are invited on our podcast.
1: That's right. Or maybe you know somebody that we could have a chat with on gender equality. You should totally get in touch with us. We're on Twitter at gendercoffee or any of the other contact methods on our show notes. We would love you to get in touch and for us to have a chat.